Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, episode 58. And we are here talking about everything from mouse ears to butter bears. It's Brian and Alan, as always. And thank you for joining us once again as we dive into, like I said, episode 58 and the continuation of our new series talking about 50 of our favorite things at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Alan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I've had an interesting week. Uh, we've talked a little bit about, yeah. um, you know, kind of kind of made a life change over here, but it, it's, you know, it's going it's going well so far. Yeah. Looking forward out. to positive things. Yeah. Looking forward to positive things. So, yeah. It'll work out. Always does. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh. Weather's been uh, interesting lately, getting really warm. We've had a couple of good thunderstorms come through again. It looks like we might have some more this afternoon. Uh, we've got like a heat index of like 105 in Chicago right now. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's kind of common for summer, but um, it hasn't been that way most of the summer yet. So, it's hitting us right now. It's hitting us. Yeah. It's been a pretty mild summer compared to what it normally is. And, you know, we've had yeah. a lot of rain too. And I, I need it to kind of stop because every time I have a break in my schedule to go and work on the deck at my mom's house, it, it just rains. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm never going to finish yeah. this stupid thing. So, uh, yeah, my backyard's starting to look a little bit like the jungle cruise out there. And I, I was just getting ready to go mow. And I'm like, oh, and it's sprinkling again. I'm like, oh, dang it. As soon as, soon as I get ready, like, it's, it's all bad. All, all wet. Like, luckily, Blaine is uh, big enough now that he can cut half a yard for me, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get trying to train Mark to do that. It's not happening yet. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Uh, well, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you missed it uh, last week, we continued this new series we're working on dedicated to the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. We talk about five of our favorite things around the Walt Disney World Resort. And last episode, we talked about Port Orleans Riverside Resort, uh, Whispering Canyon Cafe, Kilimanjaro Safari, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, and the Disney Watercraft Transportation Options. So those are all pretty cool things. Um, so we're actually going to be doing this all the way through October 1st, or up until October 1st. Uh, so if you missed the last couple episodes, this is our third one on the series. We hope you get a chance to go back and check those out and listen to what those were all about. Uh, in this episode, we're going to keep doing that. So as we go through these going up to October 1st, uh, each week we're going to be picking five of our favorite things to talk about. And uh, each week we're going to have one resort, one restaurant, two attractions, and one miscellaneous item that adds a little bit of extra magic uh, in no particular order. So uh, just some fun things that, you know, we 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 really enjoy talking about these things. And it's gotten us a little bit of opportunity to go back and revisit some of the things we don't talk about all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm liking the series, liking the series. Yeah, um, I'm liking it as well. It is fun to always go and talk about um, some of our favorite things. And this time we get to pick from 50 favorite things. And we actually probably have about 100 favorite things. So oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is kind of one of those. We're going to leave something. Yeah, we're going to leave something off. And I'm sure somebody's going to be like, you didn't talk about this. And exactly. you know, if there is something that you guys want us to talk about, please let us know because uh, we are always open to suggestions. But um this time we're going to start off with uh, talking about Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and it is one of the deluxe resorts located in the Magic Kingdom area. Um, the basic description of it is basically you are escaping to the uh, majestic America's Great Northwest, so it's very uh, National Park-like. Uh, it's inspired by the turn-of-the-century National Park Lodges. Disney's Wilderness Lodge celebrates American craftsmanship and honors the beauty of untamed wilderness. So, again, it's very... Um, which is everybody is into the show Yellowstone at the moment. And it's very much like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of themed right around Yellowstone. Exactly. Yeah, Just uh, without Kevin Costner. So he's he's not included (laughs) in Water's Lodge. But you're going to soak in the splendor of the great outdoors from nature trails through pine forests to rocking chairs that overlook a murmuring creek Uh, inside discover towering totem poles. I love the totem poles. They're so unique. Uh, The headdresses uh, and so much more. And enjoy the rustic elegance of the stone hearth and roaring fireplace. Um, that fireplace, the minute you walk in the, the front doors of that resort, you catch that fireplace and you all of a sudden realize you're not in Kansas anymore. Like this is, this is <laughs> this not is your no all-star resort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's something completely different and it's a really unique resort. Even if you just want to kind of get out and walk around and not stay at Wilderness Lodge, you can do that and spend a whole day there. Uh, checking out all the different things, especially when it's non-COVID, um, because there's so many things as far as like storytelling, the geyser, um, 
you know, all the different restaurants and things. It, it's so cool. It, it's kind of like the old Canada pavilion in Epcot, um, mm-hmm. except it's so much larger. Yeah. It's very rustic, very laid back that the main building when you come into the lobby is just, man, you could just sit in there and they have really big, like, um, mission style kind of comfy craftsman furniture. Um, and you could just hang out in there for a while and, and look at the totem poles, like you said, and the animals that are carved into, um, all the tree, uh, poles and things that are used uh, in creating at the lodge and the great house that's there. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's yeah. great to sit there and check it out. Um, if you wanted to, that, that fire is always going, even though it's summer in Florida, um, that giant fireplace and all the stacked stone. Um, if you wanted to just sit in one of the rocking chairs in front of the fire and read a book, and just, you know, take some downtime. It is such a perfect place for that. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really relaxing. I- yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to kind of walk around and look at all the art on the walls as well. Um, especially over there close to, uh, shoot, what's that restaurant? Um, Spring Canyon? No, the one that's got the snow, uh, the, the, uh, Artist Point? Yes. Um, you know, checking out that artwork, um, it's pretty, pretty neat. Uh, but there's so much around the resort that you can kind of look at. It's, people think, um, Animal Kingdom Resort and Lodge is, uh, you know, really unique to look at because of all the different art uh, and artifacts there. And Whispering Canyon is kind of very the same same thing. It's just scaled down a little bit. So it's, it's really cool to just kind of walk around and look. And, and like you said, just sit in a rocking chair and just soak it all in for a little while. Um, it's a really big resort, but it's, it's, it's more, yeah, yeah it, it's tall and... Um, very close though. So it's not like it's, you know, very spread out. It's just, you see, uh, I guess it has a grander to it. Like when you pull up, you're yeah. just like, man, this, this looks like a really big resort. Um, but it's not too big. I mean, it's, it's, you know, just a couple buildings. Um, like I said, everything is tall. So, but it's, it's very walkable, but it doesn't feel like that because you don't see all the little walking trails and everything that we're going to talk about in a little while. Uh, it's everything is very well hidden due to trees and the landscape and the way they've, they've got the resort laid out. And over, um, there's also the DVC buildings here. So Mm -hmm. one of the buildings is Boulder Ridge. As you look at the um, lodge, it's from the main parking area. It's to the right. So if you follow the walkway down and you go into the main entrance of the Boulder Ridge building, there's a really nice kind of lobby area there too. That's like four stories high with all the carved animals and things in there and the two-story or or the two-sided fireplace. Um, There's a little like reading nook lounge library thing kind of off to the side there um and it is dedicated to steam trains so uh you know all the all the theming around here is kind of like old mine trains and mm-hmm. um mine cars and you know that old west kind of feel um but in this little lounge over in the boulder ridge building is um this kind of like little library the fireplace grill has like a steam train across the front of it so it's kind of cool and um, there's these two train cars um, on a shelf back there, like by, by the wall. And you can go check them out. And it turns out that they're actually um, two pieces from Walt's railroad that he used to keep at his house. So, you know, Walt was very into model railroads and railroad trains. And he had this um, train set around his house that was large enough that you could sit on and ride. And he would ride it around the yard at his house in Burbank. And yep. so there's two of the cars from Walt's actual railroad in the building over here. And you can go check it out and they're behind glass, but it's pretty cool to see. Um, you know, they're not full size. They're like miniature, but like you could sit on them, you know, and, you know, squat on them or whatever and ride around on it, but they're, they're cool to see. So it's some really cool artifacts and things in there. Like he's talked about art and things like that, but great little finds all over the place. Yeah, there really are. Um, some of the things that I like to find when I'm going around whispering, or, uh, the Wilderness Lodge is all the different places to eat. <laughs> and so we, we talked about we Whispering Canyon. here. We yeah. 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 Uh, we, we talked about last episode. Yeah. Yep. And it's a table service, which serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, not going to go into that one in too much detail because you can go back to our last episode and check that one out. Uh, but it's right in the lobby there. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really um, just kind of stands out there and say, hey, you know, come, come get some food. <laughs> um, come and get some victuals. 
Yeah. Then you also have Roaring Fork, which is their quick service. They also serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, Geyser Point is one of my favorites. It's uh, a bar and grill. You get lunch, dinner, and then, you, of course, you got your bar service. Uh, Territory Lounge is strictly bar service. You can get some really good drinks there. Uh, and then we spoke about a little bit earlier, Storybook Dining, uh, which we hope to be returning soon. Um, it's their character dining with a couple of the dwarfs from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and um, the Wicked Queen. So and Snow is, White. It, it was Snow White there as well, yes. Uh, and that is the only restaurant on property where you can catch the dwarfs and the Wicked Queen. So mm-hmm. um, it is a very hard to get reservation. So uh, if that's when this does come back, that's one of the ones you're going to want to get at the 60-day mark um, or ask your travel expert to do for you because, again, it is very, very hard to get once it comes back. Um, it had a really unique menu, too, that, like, it, at first people were like, it's really weird, but everybody that I've heard that's eaten there said it was really, really awesome. Yeah. And and so most of this food over here at, at Wilderness Lodge is um, – Kind of like your campfire-based type food, things that you would see uh, in a skillet, um, you know, home-cooked style meals. Nothing too more rustic. Yeah, rustic uh, hearty food. A lot of fruits and vegetables with some meat, uh, things like that. But it's it's so good. Like just like everything else on Disney (laughs) property, of course, uh, the the food is really really good. Um, One of my favorites to get over here at Wilderness Lodge is the campfire cupcake and the chicken and waffles. So. The campfire cupcake was actually pretty cool. So th- yeah. this is a cupcake and it looks, the frosting looks like it actually has a campfire on it with a couple mm. little, like, um, I don't know if they were pretzel sticks, like dipped in chocolate or something like little logs. Yeah. Um, it, it was a pretty cool looking little cupcake. You got it, that one. It, I got a brownie that day. Yeah. You, you were lame, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good food and, you know, it's sometimes you don't want the, um, the super, you know, fancy steak or sit down, you know, dinner or anything like that. Sometimes you just want a good, uh, meal, like kind of like what grandma used to make or something. And this is kind of what you get over here at uh, wilderness lodge. Yeah. And there's, there's good, um, Disney is getting better at some of their, uh, healthier options too. Yes. So if you're interested in that. Um, there are some, some plant-based and vegetarian options there. They're not all, um, just vegetables anymore. They are working, um, pretty, pretty hard on that, uh, and giving you guys some nice healthy options if that's your, your speed as well. Yeah. Keep that in mind. But yeah, the Roaring Fork over there, the quick service, they had some pretty good food down there. They, They did. And it, um, it's funny to see all the different quick services and so-called cafeterias at the, um, the resorts, which they're, they're more elaborate than a cafeteria. You've got so many different food options at these, I guess they're kind of like mall style, uh, food courts. Um, but you've got all these different stations that you can go to. And this station may have like fried chicken and you go to this one, it has Chinese and you go to this one, it's got sandwiches or pasta. Um, it, it, um, Roaring Fork is kind of like that, except it's it's got some different options that you don't really see any other way on property. So uh, it's a really good quick service option for those that are uh, wanting something before they go into the park or coming back to take a break. Yeah. And then um, you touched a little bit on Geyser Point. So what's, what's Geyser Point? Um, so Geyser Point is, I'm just going to be honest, and I, I'm going to think you can describe this one better than I can, because I have not <laughs> been to Geyser Point in a while. So. so Geyser Point is sort of an outdoor, um, venue that's it's been, been added out near the lake. So it's outside. Um, it's all outdoors. They do have shade, like things they pull down. Um, it's a great little venue outside. There is a, a, a fire pit and a fireplace out there. Um, but it's just, it's an outdoor venue over near the lake and it's very, um, patio furniture and low tables and relaxing. And, um, they have some, uh, rustic snacks and things you can get. So they have some small bites like, uh, cheese and charcuterie plate. You can get an edamame bowl. Um, they have crispy salmon croquettes, uh, cheesy barbecue brisket, shrimp on a wire, uh, teriyaki chicken wings. Those are available. 
Um, and then until 10 o'clock, you can get a uh, bison bacon burger, roasted salmon, smoke and tur- smoke turkey sandwiches. Um, they have a grilled portobello salad with chicken, uh, portobello salad with steak, uh, multigrain and grilled portobello salad. They got crab cakes. They've got a fruit plate. Um, and then you can just get a uh, grilled portobello salad. Um, so they have grilled chicken and, and finger food samplers for kids. Um, they have campfire moose out there and seasonal pie with apple cider sorbet and berries for desserts. Um, and then they have some great signature cocktails as well. So it's a fun little place to just kind of sit outside by the lake, relax, unwind, have a, have some little snacks or a burger or something along those lines. Um, it, it's, it's just really relaxing and nice. It's one of my favorite places to just go sit outside and kind of chill out. Yeah. Um, it's been years since I've been out there and uh, I can tell you guys from experience, the bison burger is phenomenal. And so is the campfire moose. So. <laughs> yeah. I was there in February, but it was my birthday and we didn't eat. <laughs> we, we might've had a few beverages, um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good. The Northwest tea is there. So it's kind of like a long Island IT. Um, what did we have? I, I think I had the bourbon breeze. So the bourbon breeze is Jim beam, um, extra aged bourbon, cranberry lime and pomegranate juices with, um, a little bit of tea, ginger beer. That was very nice. Uh, we've had some frozen margarita out there before. Um, they have a really nice sangria cocktail. Um, some pretty cool options. They have some nice beers out there as well. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really great place to go and relax. Um, so I was there for my 50th birthday and, and a lot of my local friends that are still in Florida since I spent 18 years there um, all came to visit and we went and kind of had a little party over there at the lounge. It was great. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, it is It is a lot of fun. And, you know, you talk about if you want to just kind of take a break and relax. Um, but if you don't want to take a break, take a break and relax. There are some other things to do if you're doing a down day or. Um, There's lots to do at the lodge. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, if you're checking in and you've got some time, you're not going to a park that day or you're, you know, checking out and you've got, you know, a few hours before your flight leaves. Um, I used to think for the longest time that Fort Wilderness and um, Wilderness Lodge were the same place. And oh, no. yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, man, They're there's so much to other. do. I, yeah, close I, to each other. I can't wait to do uh, Fort Wilderness because of all the different things that you can do outside of there. But uh, Wilderness Lodge still has a lot of things to do as well. I mean, you've got your movies under the stars, which is always really cool because it does feel like you are camping when you're there doing the movies under mm-hmm. the stars. It's not like when you're at the all stars or the moderates um, and you're just on a, you know, kind of like a little turf spot in the middle of the resort, like Wilderness Lodge, you feel like you're camping because of the, the scenery around you. So yeah, it's the really atmosphere cool to, is great. Yeah. Um, you have your jogging trails there, which are really cool because again, it feels like you're running through the woods. Um, your campfires, like Alan talked about it a little earlier, uh, you get your s'mores packet and go out there and um, it's always a fun thing to do. They have some really awesome pools and splash pads for kids over at uh, Wilderness Lodge. And then we talk about transportation a lot. Uh, they have the bus transportation. They also have the boat transportation to Magic Kingdom. So in case you don't want to do uh, the buses to Magic Kingdom, it's not technically on the monorail loop. So the monorail does not go to Wilderness Lodge, but you can take the boat. And then in the evening, you can actually get a view of the electrical water pageant um, going by at night. And it's pretty cool to see because you're not on that uh, main loop, the Seven Seas Lagoon, where Polly, Grand Floridian, and the Contemporary are. You kind of get a little different view from Wilderness Lodge of that. So it's, it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And they actually just brought that back not too long ago. So it's one of those things that if you haven't seen it in a long time, um, get a we spot got to see it in February. Lodge. Yeah. Yep, we did. Over there by Kaiser Point. We were just outside Kaiser Point with the, mm-hmm. with our beverage and got to watch the the Fletcher pageant. It was cool. Yeah, it is. It's um, It's been years since I've seen it because we just didn't pay attention. And it was just like, yeah, we'll catch it on the way out. We never did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's different now. It, it's, you know, and then you get, you're at Wilderness Lodge, you get a different review of it. And it's, you know, a unique perspective from over there. So, it's really cool. You got to check it out from the, that side. 
Well, and I like that it still has a little bit of the old uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, kind of that ele electrosynthetic sound kind of music yeah. to it in some spots, which is kind of cool. Yeah, the lights it's look fun. very, very similar. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's very similar, um, the lights and things, but the music, not all the music, but there's a couple points of the music where it's like, oh, it's like the old Main Street Electrical Parade music. It's nostalgia. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like you're closer up over there than you are some of the others. Yeah, it depends. But yeah, it's, it depends who's driving that night. The, the That's true. Hatchet, but it does come a little closer. That's true. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So many great things to love about the lodge. That is one of my favorite places. Yeah, it's, just, it's really unique. I have yet to stay there. I've been over there a lot, but I have yet to stay there. It's just, so. it's so relaxing. I love it. And if you're looking for something different, so they, they have all the standard rooms, but they also have the villas over there too, so you can get a villa. Um, if you if you are going to stay for a few days and you really want something unique, look at the two-bedroom um, cabins that they have over there. They're amazing. The two-bedroom cabins, it's kind of like the um, villas they have over at Polynesian, but it's a two-bedroom cabin that you can get out there. Sleeps about eight. Um, they have an indoor-outdoor two-sided fireplace. Um, there's a full kitchen in them. Um, they each have their own little uh, screened patio with their own hot tub that faces the water. So imagine sitting out there at night in the hot tub uh, with a beverage and watching the electrical water pageant go by. So cool. So yeah. cool. They're just, it's an amazing, unique place uh, mm -hmm. with a lot of different room options too. It is. So yeah. I haven't stayed in a cabin yet. I've, I've been able to tour them and they're amazing. I want to stay there so bad. <laughs> they're high on my list. It's one of the places I want to stay. They don't come available very often. Yeah. There's a lot fewer of them kind of like the, um, the bungalows at Polynesian. So they're, they're harder to get because there's not as many of them. Yeah. Very cool. All right, well, let's move on to our place to eat this week. Places to eat. So um, this one you guys have talked about quite a bit, and I finally got to experience it with you guys not too long ago, um, and I really enjoyed it. So it's on our wow. list. Um, it is the Garden Grill over at Epcot. So the Garden Grill is um, one of the table service restaurants that's available at Epcot. It's inside the Land Pavilion um, up on the upper floor up there. Um it is a character meal, so they are still socially distanced at the moment. Um, but this is where you'll see uh, Mickey and Pluto and Chip and Dale, um, and they kind of come around to the tables above you. But um, it this is a rotating restaurant, so you're up in this area, and it rotates kind of through a couple of the show scenes from the land boat ride. So you can kind of see some of those things as you kind of ride around in a circle and enjoy your dinner. Um, this is a family style dinner. It's always been family style in there. Um, and it, so it comes on big platters and it's, it's kind of like a Thanksgiving feast right now is the current, uh, menu option. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. so it's available for lunch or dinner. It's $55 per adult and 36 per child. It starts with a harvest garden salad, and then they bring you turkey breast with gravy, uh, grilled beef with chimichurri sauce. There's a creamy mashed potato, um, mac and cheese, seasonal vegetables, urban leek stuffing, um, which I, I'm a stuffing freak. I loved the urban leek stuffing. It was really, really good. Um, and then for dessert, there is a berry shortcake with whipped cream. It was all really good. We had, we had green beans for our vegetable when we were there last time. Um, it was good. It was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It and I, I really love the garden grill. Um, and it's funny because I mean, it's just, it's kind of Thanksgiving food, like you said, but this is one of those restaurants though. You take a look at it. And other than the fact that it's a character meal and that it revolves, this has got to be the most bland restaurant Disney's <laughs> ever created. Yeah. There's it, not a whole lot to look at at all. There's it's just... not. It's, it, it's, you know, it does rotate, but it rotates at like maybe half a mile, a, you know, an hour yeah, it's or something pretty slow. like that. It goes so slow. I think it takes like 45 minutes or something to go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, there's, you look at it and you're like, there's nothing fancy about it. It's got like 1950s yeah. style booths in it. it <laughs> it's so plain, but it's, you, you've got the, the characters dressed in their farm, uh, farm attire, which yeah, is Mickey's cool. in like overalls and a plaid yeah. shirt. It's cute. And then, um, so you got Mickey, Pluto, Chip and Dale. And I can't remember if Goofy's there or not. 
think it was just the four. I, I think it's just the four of them. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, even socially distanced, I mean, they got right up, you know, as close to the tables as they could. They were on yeah. the, the restaurant is set up in a two um, circles uh, right next to each other. And they were up on the top row of circle uh, of seats. Um, and we, you know, the guests sit down on the second row. And so they're walking around on the top. They get pretty close, you know, as close as they can to taking pictures for you and everything. It, it's they do a really good job with it. But even if you take the characters out of it, I know it's about $55 or so per adult. Um, you're going to spend a lot of money not eating such, you know, as good a food somewhere else. Uh, yeah. This is a really good option for dinner. And it's one of those, surprisingly, you can, you can get um, after the 60 day mark. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but you can sometimes get it if you check several times a day or the day of uh, the, your, when you're at Epcot, you can sometimes get lucky and grab that one as well. Um, again, it's not recommended, recommend getting it at 60 days, just in case I want to do it every time we're there, but I also know, like, you know, I did it last time. I want to try something different, but I could Mm -hmm. eat this food every single time I went to Epcot. It's, it's so good. And it's hard to do it for lunch (laughs) because it's so much food. So maybe like a, you know, an early dinner. So that way you've got Epcot at night, which Epcot is beautiful at night. And you can Um, walk it off. Yeah, or right before it closes. So that way, say you get a reservation at 7.50, the park closes at 8. You're done with dinner about 9. You're walking through Epcot completely empty. You're just by yourself. And it's so cool to see that. We did it last time we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so cool. And, I mean, again, every time I'm there, I have to eat Garden Grill or I want to eat Garden Grill. But eh, sometimes people talk me out of it. And it's probably a good thing. Because if I do that and then I do Liberty Tree and then everything else, Beaches and Creek, you're going to have to roll me out of out of Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah. So. We don't always make the healthiest option choices, do we? No. But they're good. You know, they're good. Calories don't I, count at Disney is what I was told. So. <laughs> well, you walk so many of them off. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, this is a really great option. Like The restaurant doesn't look like a whole lot, but the food's really good. Um, it like I said it is all you can eat. Um, family style. So anything that you guys go through and you want more of them, you just let them know and they just bring you another serving of it, which was really kind of nice. I think we had two of everything (laughs) at at night. There was a bunch of us. Maybe maybe three. A couple things we had three of. Yeah. That Um, stuffing is super good and so is the turkey with uh, turkey and gravy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I could just eat a bowl of stuffing myself. Like I, I love stuffing, even if it's just stovetop stuffing, but like this urban leak stuffing was really, really good. Um, I, yeah, I could make a meal of stuffing. It's yep. not, not great, but yeah, so good. Uh, but it was, it was a great option. Like I said, um, yeah, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. So um, I think you're talking about, you know, sometimes at Epcot, especially in the afternoon or evening, um, you can get those walk-ups. And I think it turns out that um, so many people do like we do. You make a reservation intending to go eat and then you have snacked around the world all day on all those great little appetizers and food booths and things. And you're like, you know what? I just can't do a table service meal now. Yeah. Um, and people uh, often are able to, to get out of those and, and you get some walk-ups um, opportunities. So I feel that that's the case with several of the restaurants at Epcot. Um, and this is one of those. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely try to get your reservations because, you know, you don't want to be stuck without an option to eat if you need to. Yeah. Um, especially yeah, for a character meal. It's a very good character meal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we're going to stick in Epcot uh, for our first attraction, and we're going to talk about Frozen Ever After. Um, this is one that was very controversial when they first brought it out because people love the Maelstrom ride so much. Um, yeah. I personally was okay with it because it there was no <laughs> attachment to me with Maelstrom. Um, I mean, it was pretty cool concept, but they kept the concept. They just added one of our favorite uh, character, uh, one of our favorite characters. But the movie is not based around the character. They just the movie is uh, based around the Frozen story and Olaf's perspective, sort of. Um, it's not as much as it is in Frozen uh, <laughs> Frozen Two, where he quickly describes the story. Uh, that, that's my favorite part of Frozen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. But um, you you start in the queue and you walk through Arendelle, um, and then you go through um, Wandering Oaks Trading Post, and he's in the sauna, um, which I think is kind of <laughs> gross. But it's, 
Yeah. He's always looking out the window talking to you. So it's yeah. Kind of funny. So, um, I mean, it's one of those rides everybody can do. There are no height restrict, uh, restrictions on it. So um, even your smallest can do it. If you have a baby, you just got to hold them in your lap. So everybody can do it. And no matter if it's a boy, girl, kids of any age, everybody knows the story. And they may not admit it, but they will sing one or two of the songs while they're on the ride. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you just, it's, it gets stuck in your head. You just do it. So, um, it is a boat ride similar to the Grand Fiesta Tour, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Small World, those kind of things. So you are in a, you know, a little bit of water. There is a small drop. Um, it's a little bigger than the Pirates of the Caribbean drop. Um, if you didn't know there was a drop on Pirates of the Caribbean, sorry, I just ruined it, but, uh, it's, it's, there's a twist to the one in frozen and I'm not going to give that away, but, um, it is a little bit of a drop. It does gain some speed, but it is for the most part, it's a very slow ride. Uh, it is a little dark, but all the, um, let's see kind of lighting is that it's not iridescent, but, um, it's like black light kind of. Yeah. Yeah, black so light all, light. all the different kind of black lights and, and uh, characters that are in there, it's not too dark at all. You do go through the Ice Palace where uh, Elsa is singing Let It Go, so it's very lit up in there. Um, it's just a very cute ride. Like I said, it has two of my favorite characters with Sven and Olaf in it, uh, mm. telling the story. And um, I don't mind the Frozen music. I really don't. It's it's completely okay yeah. with me. It, it gets stuck in my head, but then it leaves just as quickly as it gets stuck in there. So uh, it's not one of those where I just dread the soundtrack. So you got some of those songs in it. And it's just a really cute attraction, which I think Epcot needed just because there's not so much there to do for little kids. And this attraction allowed to, to bridge that gap. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I... I really think the animatronics of Olaf in here are really good. They mm -hmm. did a good job with them. He looks really cute. Um, and I, we've talked about it. I love the Sven animatronics in there. If I could pull one of those Sven animatronics to my <laughs> house, he, I would have him in my living room. He's super stinking cute. I, I just, they got his little facial features down just right. Yep, they did. I love Sven. He's awesome. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a great ride. There's no height restrictions. So everybody can go on it, which is really cool. Um, you know, you get to walk through Arendelle as you go. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's a fun little ride. It is. And, and it's funny, like looking up in um, the queue at Arendelle, you also feel like you're in that little section of Fantasyland um, where they've got the Rapunzel Tower and the lanterns there. Uh, it's mm -hmm. very similar. So they did a very good job of creating that scene for you while you're walking through there. And if you can time it right, if the line's not moving too low, you can get some pretty good pictures in that queue as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of great little um, selfie spots kind of things in there. Yeah. It's a very, very good ride for young kids. It's like I said, especially at Epcot with only um, so much to do. I would say, you know, now that they're not having fast passes for it, it might be one of the first attractions you head to if your kids can't do Soren or Test Track. Um mm -hmm. I imagine when Remy's opens, that'll kind of change things a little bit because we expect everybody to be able to ride Remy's as well. So you would be able to get on a little faster at Frozen than you than you typically would be able to. Um, you know, normally when we would have fast passes, we would say, which one do you want to fast pass Frozen, Test Track, or uh, Soren? And then whichever one you didn't want to do, that's the one you wanted to go to first. But again, yeah. that's not an option. So... Um, the frozen line has been getting a little bit longer and it looks extremely long when you're on the outside because of the whole social distancing <laughs> marker and they're not using all the cues, but that has started to change as well. So um, you're not waiting in China to go uh, ride frozen any longer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. That's cool though. Fun attraction. Yeah. Well, uh, some fun things over at Epcot, but for our other attraction in this episode, we are going to jump back over to Hollywood Studios, and we're going to do another one um, that I think just about everybody loves, and that is Toy Story Mania yes. over in Toy Story Land. That's a, it's a fun attraction. So this is an attraction that um, there is no height restriction. Everybody is welcome to ride this one. Um, it is a bit of a spinning ride. It, it it's not like a teacup spinning, but as you move from scene to scene, the cars do spin a bit. Um, so it's it's kind of fun. 
Um, but as you go through the queue, you are kind of the size of a toy and you're wandering through uh, these really cool classic board games and toy pieces, um, you know, that many of us remember from our childhood. I think the giant viewfinder is kind of cool. They have this yeah. like giant viewfinder and these the big discs that you'd put in the viewfinders and you can actually look at the big films things through them. That's uh, kind of cool to see. Uh, and then you actually see Mr. Potato Head in there. So Mr. Potato Head is in there. He's one of the animated characters in there and he's um, talking to you and doing some cool things. So it's kind of fun to see while you're waiting. And then you get to get in the ride and this is um, a shooter ride, shooter game. So it's... <laughs> It's kind of fun and competitive. So everybody oh, yeah. gets their own little gun and you go through different scenes. So one scene, you're throwing pies at things. One scene, you're throwing rings over items. One scene, you're shooting darts at balloons. Um, so there's, there's five different scenes you go through. It's just a lot of fun. It's all Toy Story themed. Um, you know, you see many of the Toy Story characters in there. Um, it's just it's a great, fun little ride. Um, I don't know, it's I could do this one several times a day when we go. It's great. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually Mandy's um, one of Mandy's favorite rides. Uh, she likes it more than Slinky Dog. Uh, really? Yeah, and I, I'm shocked by that a little bit, but um, I love it because it's it's the competitive side in me that I've, I've got <laughs> to have the best score in the car. That's um, why we love it. We're competitive. We're competitive. But it, again, it is one of those everybody can go on, even if you have a small baby, you just have to hold them. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's very family friendly. Um, you can, if, if your kids don't want to work with the glasses, they can still shoot, um, use the rings and things to, uh, play, I guess. Um, because you, it's one of, it's basically an arcade game, um, mm-hmm. or a carnival game and they can still play if they don't want to wear the glasses. So that's what I really like about it. Um, and it's just fun and entertaining. I mean, it, the cars do kind of like whip from station to station and spin, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's not jerky. It's not fast it's 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 yeah. perfect for what it is um and it you know we used to try to do this one two or three times a day before slinky mm-hmm. dog and galaxy's edge opened um because we just loved it so much we would fast pass it once and then we would do it again some other time um i mean it's just it's fun for everybody and uh i mean it's just it's it's just really cool to to be able to do it the only thing i would say is it only two people can sit three, three people. If one person's not playing in one of the cars. So, um, yeah. if you got a large party, not everybody can play against each other, but you know, it, it's okay. Your scores show up at the end. Um, so it's, it's just really cool. And I, I it's a wonderful attraction. I, yeah. I think they did a good job also to changing the queue. You talked about that from, uh, the street switching it over into uh, toy story land. And I mean, You've got barrel monkeys. You've got the etch a sketch. Um, you've got the monopoly pieces. All the mouse trap is in there in the queue. Um, there's a really good hidden Mickey. As soon as you walk in, if you catch a look at uh, catch a view of that, uh, but it's just a really cool queue, and then it transfers into the ride as well. Yeah, and even when you exit, the exit's kind of cool. The Green Army yeah. men are out there, and you have like mm-hmm. the the balsa wood airplanes that you used to throw and shoot. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia stuff with the games and um, like who doesn't love it? But you're yeah. right. It is two to a seat, basically three if if somebody's not playing the game. Um, so if you have like a family of four, you kind of sit back to back. So you're all in the same car and you can still kind of um, compete against each other for scores, which is kind of fun. But you're kind of sit a, seated back to back. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, but it's it's fun. It is. And it's yeah. we've talked about two of the more popular attractions this week. Um but I mean, there's a reason why they're so popular is everybody loves them and everybody can do both of them. Um, and Toy Story Mania is uh, to me, it's, it's way better than Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. Um, oh, because yeah. I suck at Buzz Lightyear. I'm pretty good at Toy Story. <laughs> um, that little red dot is a lot harder to do than these digital things, I think. Yeah. And then if you, if you're familiar with Universal Studios, um, Universal Studios, the aliens attack, uh, the men in, men in black is very black. similar as well to toy store mania and um, buzz Lightyear space ranger spin. So uh, you, if you haven't been to Disney, but you've been to universal, you kind of get a good idea of what we're talking about, but yeah. two fan favorites, um, both highly recommended, even if you have kids that don't know either one of the movies or stories, but uh, it's still very fun to do. And 
you know, well worth it. And uh, you have, I don't know if you, if you don't have kids that have watched Toy Story at this point, there's four movies. Like most kids, I think, have kind of grown up with Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At this I would point. think so. so if I, not, it's a what great... are you teaching your children? <laughs> I was kind of kind of trying to say without saying thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, and Frozen, you know, for, I don't know. There's just there's good stories in there. You know, young women and empowerment and growing. So I know yeah. they're good things there. But yeah, two great attractions. That's why they made our yeah. list. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Now, now we're, we actually uh, have some fun things to talk about. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into our extra magic section. And um, this is one of those things that I, I just have too much pride in doing. I cannot do it. I, I've never done it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I commend those that actually do and, and can take their pride off and walk around with them. Um, and we're going to talk about the ears hats and headband options. Um uh, just because it is one of those things that if you go to Disney, most people buy a set of ears, um, whether it's the headband, the hat, or there's some really cool options for guys as well, just because they you know there's a lot of guys out there like me that aren't not, they're not putting those things on their head. <laughs> and uh, I may do it for like a quick picture or something, but I can't walk around with those things on my head. Um, I feel silly, but I, I don't judge the people that do like, again, mm-hmm. kudos to you for being able to do it because I can't do it. I don't I don't have that much in me to do it. But there are some really good headband and, and hat options. Do you have any of them? I actually have a set of ears that I've had for a while. Um, uh, I've, I've got a set of Santa, the Santa ears as well. So, you know me, I'm always happy to make a fool of myself. So, um, yeah, I do have a couple. Um, so the Santa hat I have is it's literally it's one of those, you know, pointy Santa hats that you flop over and it's got ears on mm-hmm. it. Um, so I have one of those and I had the standard one. Um, I feel like I have a graduation one somewhere too um, from a long time ago, but for the longest time I had, and like I said, they come in different styles. You, you can get the Daffy duck bill, not Daffy duck, Donald, duck Donald. bill um, <laughs> or Daisy duck bill. You can get those. Um, I actually had the goofy hat with the long floppy ears on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the top hat. I, I actually had one of those for a long time until there's um, a Pluto one with the Pluto snout and ears. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different versions of it. Blaine has a couple of them. Um, that one is lightning McQueen and it has wheels as the ears. Mm-hmm. And then he has a, um, Wally version as well, uh, along with his, black and you know just regular black ears but uh the wally ones i think are really cool uh just because it's you know wally's a little robot and they put some ears on him um i'm, I'm trying to pull up the shop disney website just to kind of say what all, i mean they, they come out with different versions of these every year they all the time there's so many seasons different um one of the most popular one right now are rose gold so mm-hmm. um women are loving those uh, with Halloween coming up, they've got the pumpkin ears. Um, it's pretty popular. Um, they have, in the past, I believe they've had um, Darth Vader ears. Um, I it wouldn't imagine, it wouldn't su- surprise me if they had the child. Uh, they had some there Grogu. Are. I was going to say, I there, thought I thought I remember them having mm-hmm. the Grogu ears uh, or Yoda, yeah. whichever one is. Um, yeah, Grogu, it's like his pointy ears on mm-hmm. a headband I've seen. Yep. There's so many different versions of them. And I know a lot of people love to connect, collect these and yep. uh, put them up on their walls for some kind of art display, just kind of like a keepsake. Again, it's not something I personally can do, um, but I, I love the different styles. There's a Maleficent headdress on here um, for babies. There's a bunch of the have, villain ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for babies that don't necessarily have hair yet or, um, we'll take a hat off. They have headbands, um, that have the ears on them. So there's so many different versions of these. They have some for pets. Um, I mean, it's just so cool. And I actually have the Mickey hands, not, so I'm not going to put anything on my head, but I'll, I'll wear a glove. Um, and it's a big, uh, poofy glove. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's so cool to see. And again, I just don't know why I can't do it, but to see people walking around for their first time (laughs) with these ears on celebrating, whatever it is. Uh, If you, you know, just um, 
we're married, get engaged. You can, you know, get the ears yeah. that have bride and there's groom. There's a lot of bride and groom ears. Yeah. Birthday um, ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you can celebrate just about anything with those ears. Um, you mentioned the cap and gown ones or the graduation one. It's mm-hmm. that actual cap, a graduation mm-hmm. cap with ears on it. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's what, that's the one I had. Yep. I think they have a couple of different versions of them and these are not, uh, I mean, you're going to spend probably 20 to $25 to $30 on these ears, which is probably what you're going to spend most of the time on most of your, your keepsakes. Um, the sequin ear headbands, like the iridescent ones and stuff you're talking about are actually, I think they're like 35 or more. No, probably. So, um, yeah. It's it, different price points, but yeah. Um, your more plain ones are going to be your cheaper ones. Um, you can get them pretty much in any gift shop. And any place all over the park you can get them in your resort. Uh, so you can have them before you even enter the park. Um, there are a couple of different streets or shops. There's one on main street. As soon as you walk in by Tony's town square where you can uh, get your ears and then you can actually get them monogrammed there as well. Um, if you're celebrating yep. anything or you just want to put your name on it or whatever your kid's name, just to celebrate first trip or whatever it is. Uh, there's so many different options with these and versions and things you can do with them that I just, I, they're really cool. And like I said, I just wish I could do it. <laughs> well, and one of the things we've seen that's really cool is um, baby announcements. Yes. So we have several years agents who, one of the ways they like to um, share their, their announcements of new babies coming is to have new ears. So they have like ears family. Um, so mom and dad each have their set of ears with the names on them and they put new baby or things like that. They put smaller ears together. So that's pretty cute. Um, we've seen uh, like adoption announcements, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their ears together. So it just, it kind of becomes a family tradition. Um, I've seen people who will do, you know, the ears pictures with their kids and then go back and redo the same pictures as adults later. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's Disney. It's part of Disney. It's part of the culture, you know, uh, it, it's something fun to do. And you, yeah. you may not do it every time. There are people who go and get new ears every time they go, like you said, and, and save them and put them on the wall, like a, an art collection um, to display all their ears, which I think is great. It just, yeah. everybody likes different things. Some people collect the popcorn buckets or the sipper cups. Some people collect ears, you know, whatever works for you. Um, yeah. Get a souvenir that makes you happy and enjoy it. Yeah. So um, I collect pens. I used to collect shot glasses, even though I don't drink very often. I, I would collect the shot glass because <laughs> it was just easy and it was something easy to put up. Um, well, that's because Disney calls them miniature glasses now. Yeah. <laughs> They're just miniature glasses. They're but I would get one for every glasses. resort I stayed in. <laughs> so some people just, they get the ears for every time they go. And, you know, I write on the tags what the date was. And um, it's just, it's so cool to see people collect stuff like that. And, and I love the way that Disney has come out and just created a variety of whatever it is you're looking for, villain, Star Wars, whatever. They've got a set of ears for you. Yep. They have a bunch. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool. Very fun. Well, um, getting close to the end of the episode, we got a little bit of Disney news to share this week. Um, Good news coming out of Epcot. Uh, We have seen some more princess meet and greets popping up. They are still socially distanced, um, but we talked previously about uh, Jasmine showing back up in Morocco, and now we've seen in the last couple of weeks, um, Princess Aurora and Belle are now doing socially distanced meet and greets in France. So they're um, on the one of the walkways kind of over near the um, lagoon at Epcot in the France area. So, you know, they're closed off, so you can't get to them but you can see them across the planner. They're interacting with you and doing those long distance selfies and things. So that's really cool to see. And we talked about it, I think just in the last couple episodes, Snow White is now back and doing some socially distanced uh, meet and greets back at the Germany pavilion next to the wishing well, where we talked about it before. So they have a bunch of like potted plants out around um, to kind of, you know, block off a barrier for her. And Snow White is back by the Wishing Well in Germany doing meet and greets. So that's really cool to see. Um, you know, working on getting more of those characters out there and finding ways to bring a bit of normalcy back to the parks as much as they can. So that, that's great. I love this news because this is one of my favorite things about Epcot. I mean, there's so many things about Epcot, but um, seeing these characters, these princesses in their native countries per se, uh, where their, their fairy tale was, was taking place in, uh, it's just so cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, I just think it really gives, especially young girls, 
a really like reason to want to go to Epcot and see them versus cool. having them come to their tables or something like that. Um, love this news. It is absolutely great to see this. Um, another thing, there's a really... lot of female characters at Epcot. Yes. You, you see, you know, Snow White, um, Jasmine, uh, Belle, Aurora, uh, Mary Poppins, and um, uh, Alice yeah. are all yeah. very commonly there. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, on an Elsa, sorry, Mulan. on an Elsa, Mulan. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen Mulan come back yet. Not yet. We've seen her pop up at Magic Kingdom occasionally now in the cavalcades, but we haven't seen her back at China yet. Yeah. So hopefully soon. Yep. So, another thing that's coming soon that uh, was pretty pretty good to see uh, the announcement. Um, just because we thought something like this would be coming. Um, I, however, do not get to participate because I am not an annual <laughs> pass holder because they won't sell them at the moment. But um, annual pass holders and DVC guests, which we don't like to talk about them on here because it takes away money from us. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I'm a little bitter, but uh, <laughs> annual pass holders and DVC guests can get a squeak peek. That's right. A squeak peek of Remy's uh Ratatouille Adventure that will be coming soon. So um, a lot of the guests had to go, well, all the guests that were uh, wanting to take advantage of this had to go and register on a website to mm-hmm. reserve their spot, much like a park pass reservation. And a lot of our friends got their reservations and are going to be letting us know how it is. And we will get them on here to describe their experience when, when that time comes. Um, I think most of them are uh, somewhere around September 14th, 15th and 16th. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so not too, not too far away. Uh, we will get you guys that information so as soon as possible, but, uh, very exciting for those annual passholders, DVC guests who get to experience this before it actually goes live. Yeah. We knew it had to be coming, right? Yeah. We knew that soft opening. There's always going to be some sort of soft opening. They've announced an official grand opening on the 1st of October. They had to start running people through there before long. Yep. So we're getting there and it's great, you know, give, give those folks the opportunity to go and see it. So. Yeah. Happy for them. Can't wait to hear about it. Yep. Uh, another one that's, I don't know, it's had some had some controversy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more information coming out about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon. So, you know, we got some teasers about more things that are coming and going to be available um, when you book the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, and now we've seen some pricing come out. Yeah. Um, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> it. Let's just say it's not inexpensive. So we're at about uh, $1,200 a person per night for a party of two for two nights. Which well, I, I, this could just be 4900 bucks. Yeah, th- this could just be me. Um, but I feel like when I, I remember them putting the information out there about this, that they were... Sp- somewhere on the lines of 450 to $700 a night, something like that. Um, I don't know where I got that number from. Don't, don't hold me to yeah. that. But I just feel like when that information was put out, that's what I felt like it was. And I was like, you know, people will still pay that. People are still going to pay the $2,400 for two nights because that's what it's a two night experience. Um, I, I don't know. Like you want to complain about it. Don't go. That's, that's the, that, you know, exactly. That's you want to help control the situation. Don't feed into it. Just like everything else, there's going to be people that are excited about this and they will drop $2,500 in a heartbeat yeah. to go do this. Um, I kind of joked around and we, you know, there's somebody, Dorothy said, let's do a small ears meet or whatever. And I saw the pricing and I was like, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> y'all, yeah. vi- y'all, y'all record it and send it to me and let me know how it is. Cause I'm, I just can't do that. Like I would rather spend my money on so many other things not to say that it's not going to be a great experience. I just don't think it's going to be for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. I, I want to do it. The pricing is high. I think um, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, yeah. Now, if you can tell me that Chewbacca is going to be walking the halls with Han Solo and Jabba the Hutt, you know, stuff like that is going to go on. Okay. I could be a little bit more interested, but if it's just Jabba, I don't know if Jabba can actually like yeah. <laughs> slither down the halls or not, but, but if, um, if it's just Jawas and droids, kind of like what, um, what it was over there in, in Hollywood studios prior to galaxy's edge. I just, I, I don't think that's enough of an experience for me to go do. 
Well, I think there's going to be a bit more to it than that. So from uh, what they're yeah, saying, I hope so. they're, they're saying that there will be, um, you know, different types of aliens and things interacting with you as well as other characters. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um, the other thing to like to add to this pricing um, kind of debacle that they're talking about is remember that this does include entertainment mm-hmm. while you're on the ship. Um, some interactive experiences you're going to get and it includes your meals while you're there. So, I mean, you are looking for a couple days worth of meals and things too. Um, So, I mean, you kind of have to roll some of that in. Yeah. And Um, and I'm okay with that. It's, um, but it is pricey. I'm not going to lie. You're looking at almost $6,000 for a family of four for two nights. Yeah. And I mean, so, you can go on you, forty eight hundred dollars for a, a party of two for two nights. I mean, that that's a really good vacation. Uh, that's a cruise. Like, there's there's so many different things, and they made these same kind of announcements. And I'm not trying to talk down about it because I am excited about it. I do want to see what it's like. Um, but I was excited about Galaxy's Edge like this. They made the yeah. same kind of comments. There's going to be characters walking around. You're going to be immersive in the experience. It's not so much that way right now because mainly because of COVID, I believe. But they they did take away a lot of things from that very first opening when it was where it was just like stormtroopers were everywhere. Uh, Ray was walking around, like all the different things. And it's kind of like, okay, we did this. Let's take it away. Let's scale back a little bit now because people are coming. And I hope it's not the same for, for the, the resort, which by the way, I hate that Disney even had to make the announcement. This ship does not go into space. <laughs> like they actually had to make the announcement. Um, whether they're joking or not, you do not leave planet Earth. It does not leave the ground. So it's an experience. You feel like you do, but you don't actually. Yeah. So yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I'm excited about it. Um, probably won't take the opportunity to stay on it unless I just win the lottery or sell a bunch of houses and have some extra money. But um, it's not something we're going to do anytime soon, for sure. No. Yeah. But I'm it's, definitely interested. And maybe after that dies down and there won't be any promos for it. I don't believe. I don't um, think so. And it's one of those. I don't think a $200 deposit also is going to get it because to me, then everybody would just reserve it. And then, and then they'll just, yeah, they'll just drop those reservations whenever they, they, they realize they can't afford it. So I think you're going to have a little bit more of a deposit, kind of like your cruise deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but that's just me. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and we're waiting to find out details. So, so this information is coming out, but it has not officially been released um, for booking yet. Yeah. So, as soon as we are aware of that, we will definitely let you know. For those of you that are interested, um, if you want to get on that list right away, if this is still something that you are okay with, um, reach out to us. Let us know. We're happy to make sure that we get you the information as soon as possible. Yep. Yep. So. Um... So I have actually just been kind of surfing through Disney Plus lately and just trying to find all the different things to watch. I've been watching. I caught up on Loki, um, about to start the Bad Batch, um, caught up on one of the uh, 1984 Star Wars movies before it was Star Wars. It's um, uh, Caravan of Courage, I think, with with Wicket and uh, <laughs> the you know. old TV series things they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I. I I've been kind of, you know, watching some of that stuff, um, waiting for the Jungle Cruise to drop the price in Black Widow. Um, <laughs> but something that is coming to Disney Plus that I know you're kind of excited about, and I am too, I am, is yeah. the Muppets Haunted Mansion is going to be coming to Disney Plus this fall. And it's to help celebrate the anniversary of the Haunted Mansion opening in Disneyland, uh, which I wish I can go to Disneyland this fall. Like, that would be so cool, especially just kind yeah. of see everything open, the new Marvel's universe um, that's out there. Uh, our Marvel's Land and the Haunted Mansion celebration, um, the Halloween festival that they're having over there, the Boobash. There's so much going on in Disneyland right now. So, and, and to have the Haunted Mansion's anniversary tied in with the Muppet Haunted Mansion coming to Disney Plus is so cool, and I'm excited about both of them. It looks really cool. I mean, I love the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets, and you know, the teaser they put out has you know Gonzo and and Pepe the King Prawn together. I'm walking through the endless hallway, the haunted mansion. So I'm really curious to see what they end up doing with this. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of my favorite characters, Gonzo and, and Pepe work really well together. Um, they're, they're pretty hysterical. And, so, I mean, those, those were always good spinoffs um, back when they did uh, treasure Island 
And you know, Muppet Treasure those... Island is one of my favorite ones. I think yeah. they did an amazing say, job. When, with they, that. when they did some of those old school ones, they were really good. Now see that they've come back around, and let's let's do the Haunted Mansion with it because the Haunted yeah. Mansion with Eddie Murphy flopped. Yeah, we watched it. It, <laughs> so... it was it was it was a movie. So I think this is going to be a mulligan for them. So. <laughs> Let's this, hope. This, this is going to be their do over because I, Let's hope. I think yeah, I think it's going to do really well just because you have a crossover of Haunted Mansion fans. You have a crossover of Muppet fans. Um, kids will be able to watch it. So it, it'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, I think that just about gets it to this one. Yeah, I think it does. So many fun things. So um Again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, catch us next time as we continue our series here, inspired by the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom, where we're going to talk about five more of our favorite things at Walt Disney World. And as you know, we are your mouse experts. We're here to answer all your, all your Disney and Universal questions and help you prepare for your next magical vacation, wherever that destination may be. Uh, and if you enjoyed the show, please share this episode and uh, let us know. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you're always notified of any new episodes that drop they typically drop on friday morning afternoons um, and again send us your comments let us know what you think and anything you'd like us to include in one of the upcoming episodes we do have a few more weeks of this series before the anniversary so happy to hear from you guys thanks very much we appreciate all the feedback yeah so this quote we you know as ever, always we end every episode with a quote and this week was um national book lovers day so I actually stole this quote from uh, Becky Keenan. So Becky, if you're listening, thank you. Um, but it says, there is more treasure in books than in all the pirates loot on Treasure Island. And that was from Walt Disney. So um, it's very true. I love reading, especially here lately. I've been doing a whole lot of reading to help my businesses and then just kind of have a little bit of fun. Um, I do not recommend the biography of George Washington. That one took me about three months. But... Um, <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I, it was Hamilton inspired. Uh, so uh, it took me a while, but um, it, it's true. I mean, if you're bored, go grab a book. It doesn't matter if it's the first time or the 10th time you read it. Uh, it's just kind of like the Disney vacation. There's going to be something new that pops up every time. So, yeah, you can go so many places in a book, you yep. places you've never been. Yeah. Good choice. Just, just ask LeVar Burton. <laughs> And the reading rainbow, the more you know. (laughs) So, again, guys, thank you for listening and catch us next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.